In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the so young then we just <laughs> <laughs> oh i feel a big one coming babe <laughs> i love it when maureen's back <laughs> yeah 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 whatever hey i got some real hot information i know we got the news coming up but i got some real real hot off the wire information what's that yeah the ghost hunters are coming to the tenny gatehouse no way oh wow. yes way when are they doing that uh, i'm not quite sure but i know so but... that's the scoop but not the whole thing well, I got the scoop, but not the poop. Oh, all right. I was going to say that, but I decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they have to work out the schedule because I know that they're going to the Hooten Mansion, which they haven't done yet, but uh, they've been doing that for a year. So until this, they've already been there. No, until their schedule comes in, uh, no. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. I've got, I've got my, my uh, ear to the heartbeat of the paranormal. I think. <laughs> Anyway. They have, never mind. What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Behave yourself. I am being nice. I'm just curious. All right. If anyone's, <laughs> if anyone is listening out there today, uh, <laughs> we actually have the psychic test. So get yourself some pen and paper or number two pencil, I guess, was proper, right? Number two pencil. If you're a psychic, you'll know, won't you? Exactly. <laughs> I have a two pencil. Yes, I, Maureen knows because she's psychic, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah, get your number two pencil and paper ready, and then after the news, we're going to do the uh, psychic test, which is really, really different. Yeah. Huh. So they say. I have no idea. So anyways, uh, you've got the news for us today. I do. I was able to pull some uh, interesting things off the Paranormal Newswire for you and Maureen and all of the listeners. And I know that you and Maureen, as well as uh, everyone out there tuning in, may recall the hauntings at Hinsdale House in Hinsdale, New York. Does it ring a bell? Oh, it certainly does. Yeah. Well, you know, of course, it brought to the attention of many of us during uh, after the Catholic Church completed an exorcism there in 1974. Well, guess what, guys? You can all hop online and check out the now reenactment of that exorcism that's turned into webisodes because what happened was there was a uh, transcription from a tape recording of the actual event that was found, and now they have dissected it and turned these transcriptions, which are now 38 pages of script, and these webisodes online um, has called upon the cast locally, regional actors, 
and uh, they're being shot by Tremont Avenue Productions, which you can check online. The entire document, Ron and Maureen, was split into six scenes with the first scene of Father Alphonsus Trabold from St. Bonaventure University, who has passed away since then, um, and the Dandy family members, along with several film students, will be beginning shots of uh, in the home's living room. And I guess there's a total of 21 of these webisodes, and each scene will be peppered throughout the week on the web. And also you can check out the book uh, on the book stands soon from one person who lived in the home during the exorcism, which is Clara Miller. I guess she's inked a couple of books. One, you know they're here, and featuring soon another scary read based on, again, the exorcism called Echoes of a Haunting, where you can see it all. And all you have to do is go to In Cahoots. Dot TV, and I guess they're also going to have a film on that haunting, which is going to be sometime out in August. What, did you, did you guys, what, what do you guys recall about that haunting? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Maureen, your thoughts? <laughs> um, you know, actually, I have to agree. You don't I'm remember either. I, I thought, I hate to say it, Gail. But I thought we lied, all right? <laughs> we lied. We don't know nothing about it, all right? No, 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 no. I am trying to, because you know what? I have to tell you. It's a big blur. No, it's not a big blur. Oh, it's not a big blur. Stop it. Oh. God. No. What happened was, as we You were there? Stop it. Oh. Actually, what we were talking about, well, when we wrote the book about the 365 Days of Ghosts, yeah. I really recall them being one of the stories, or at least part of it, but what happens is we did so many that I'm getting them all mixed in my head. Oh, there's a surprise. <laughs> so if you would okay. give me a refresher, and I, I bet you I'll know. See, we're, we're going to do In Maureen's Mind, those webisodes. When we can, oh, when can we watch that's those? a scary thought. <laughs> no, and you know something, talking about the silver screen, um, remember, of course, A Night at the Museum, which which was a big hit, it had Ben Stiller. Well, yes. I remember that. that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Wow. (laughs) Well, for some museum goers, or shall I say paranormal investigators, who went to this museum in Ohio, uh, it was actually they captured something quite incredible during their exploration at the Hardin County Historical Museum in Ohio. Now, have either of you heard or been there? Ohio, yeah. You have? But I haven't been to that museum, no. Oh, well, maybe you will after this, because apparently you guys can even hop online and check this out along with all the listeners, because they said, which was actually part of a paranormal investigation recently, they captured what resembles that of a face while in the basement of the museum. Wow. A face. A happy face? Huh? A I don't know. Yeah, a happy face. You can log on to YouTube, and you can check it out. And you can tell, you guys can all be the judge with the listeners, and they can call in and tell us, do you see a face or are you seeing nada? That's all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> so where do, they, where do they find that? If you go to YouTube.com. Yeah. I heard of YouTube. <laughs> and it's going to be the Hardin County Historical Museum in Ohio. That's wow. Yeah, and this was a recent uh, paranormal investigation. So that wraps up the paranormal news. But, of course, I will bring you more, as always, next week. (laughs) Don't you have big news? I do. I have very big news, Ron. Thank you for asking. Does Maureen know yet? I have not a clue. 
Oh my so goodness. is that ever a surprise, like I've ever told you anything? No, he never tells me anything, Gil, nothing. That's because oh, she well, told me when I first met her, don't tell me anything. I don't well, want to know anything. So ever since then, I've been good. I don't tell her shit. Not you on air. What? Well, I, I had recently received a call uh, last week from Lori Murphy, and she, along with her husband, Morgan, are partners with Academy Award-winning director Ernest Thompson. Now, if you don't know who he is, I am surprised because he won the Oscar nod for On Golden Pond, which, of course, uh, was... I saw Henry. that. Yeah, you remember that? I okay. saw that. And so she had called... Um, the production-based company is in New Hampshire, and they're doing a film called Time and Charges. Well, of course, Ernest Thompson is going to be playing the lead role, and um, his, his name is Jeremiah Ward, and... He is just torn between so many parallels of money and love and his insatiable demons, which literally cause him to go off the road. You know, that sounds like me. Well, you know, Ron, you, this could have a lot in common. You never know. They, you know, he probably did some real life following up, though. <laughs> but they called me up, and, and, and as well as my co-host, um, John Campanello, as you both remember on the set of Hollywood New England by Nick and Entertainment. Yeah, we, scared the, we scared the heck out of him, if I remember. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, me too, yeah. Well, you couldn't scare both of us out of the chance of playing roles of reporters for this movie. Um, and, and the message was uh, from Lori saying that Ernest had asked if we would, you know, like to be part of the movie. And, of course, I was like, yes, 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 yes. But, you know, if I suppose if I have to, she now, says. You know, John will say, because I asked, this came from, Remember back in 2008, I told you guys that we had interviewed um, all of these fabulous guests, including Laurie and Mor Morgan at the time for the Academy Awards. And Ron and Maureen. And Concord, yes. Well, I had a chance to interview Ernest Thompson by myself, and John says that I basically, as he recalls, I told him there, were co there was a cookie tray, and when he turned around, I was already in the interview. So, you know... I don't know. It's all perspective, but we are both very, very honored. And um, you guys need to check it out because White Bridge Farm Productions, they offer writing and acting and public speaking classes. And actually, Ernest Thompson God, is doing um, a class now of Write on Golden Pond, which is for writers mm -hmm. who in the New England area can they, – they actually come from all over, not just New England, um, but Morgan Murphy as well. He's a producer, a producer and director, and he's also going to be host teaching summer acting workshops. So – you guys can check it out and, and follow along about the film. Um, it's WhitebridgeFarmProductions.com. Lots of love to, you know, Ernest Thompson, Lori, and Morgan for asking us. I am so honored. And our scene is going to be shot in June. So you guys posted. So yeah. is there, like, nudity in it? Uh, no. It's, oh. I'm a reporter. We're not doing that nude news stuff for you, Ron. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> You know, go leave us alone, right? <laughs> He's hitting no. on you, Gail. I'm, I'm always, I'm always on top of all these things. You know that. I know that. Yes. yes Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> but I'm really excited. We're both really excited. More than that, just, just very, extremely honored. I mean, to have an Academy Award-winning uh, director just ask us, you know, if if we want to do that. I mean, it, it, that's. When you've been in the business as long as I have doing TV and radio, and, and the next step, usually logical, is for movies. So this will be my first debut, so I'm all excited. It'll be a piece of cake, though. You're playing a, you know, an anchor, which is like 
you know, know. what you were at WNDS, kind of like, you know, sort of. Do you know something? Here's the real tricky part, guys. You know, you would think it's going to be a piece of cake because I do the national shows on the Wii Network and so forth uh, Mm -hmm. for careers in New England, but when you're standing in the presence of someone like that, it's a little bit intimidating because when I met him and did the interview, his date at the time when he won his Oscars was Diana Ross. Uh-huh. I, I heard of her. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? You know what, Gail? Be yourself. Exactly. Because exactly. that's you what know, he likes. That's what he wants. And you know what? Congratulations. But I know that if you just be yourself and have fun, you'll do awesome. Thank you, Maureen. And, and thank you, because my husband said the same thing. He said, you know what, Gail? He won an Academy Award because he's great and excellent at directing, but he obviously knows you do what you do well, so do what you do well and do it and call it a day. There so you go. That's looking forward to it. So I'll, I'll bring you guys more news about that, and you can check it out again online at whitebridgefarmproductions.com. Cool. There now, you you're going to let us know if there's any paranormal activity there on the stack, because I know in our new book, uh, 365 Ghost Stories, Ghost a Day, I guess is the name of it, coming out in September. We, uh, anyway, go ahead. September. <laughs> Just go ahead. How'd you get October? Anyway, no, September. All right, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, we actually, some of the stories in there are about movie productions that were haunted. So there you go. That is going to just perk up the ear of Ernest Thompson because I, I spoke with Lori and, and told them that we were going to be talking about it. So uh, they are probably listening in and have been listening in and tuning in. So I, I will find out for you, Ron, because, I mean, as I said, you, with, with New England Ghost Project, I've had the pleasure of knowing you for so long, and you started all of this, and Maureen, I had the pleasure of, you know, seeing in action, which blew my mind, literally, and, you know, so hopefully, if, if he's going to do something like that, you know, you guys get ready to rock and roll. <laughs> I know this guy now, that's right, he was the district attorney on crime and punishment, right, then he ran for president? Um, don't know about that one. But Thompson, yeah, that's it. That's who he is. It's all coming <laughs> back to me now. <laughs> I don't think so. No, maybe not. No, you got the wrong one. Was wow. the wrong Thompson? You're, you're calling your peeps. Never mind about that. <laughs> anyway, Dale, we wish you the best of success, and please let us know what's uh, going on and all that cool stuff. I certainly, certainly will, and I promise I will. Remember, if, if there is nudity, they have to pay you more. Oh, God. <laughs> You'll be my agent now? Yeah. <laughs> Could I just say, you know, never mind. It would be good. <laughs> All right, kids. You, don't invite, you can invite anybody else that you want, but you're going to invite Ron for that nudity? I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> my, no. Don't we have guest eyes? <laughs> okay, I'll, we'll... Yeah, I'll be there are nude ghosts. We we want to put oh, that out there. Oh, we not get into that subject again. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did get into the that. Clothes, the ghosts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That. So let's let, let's go back to the the subject at hand, which we already lost half the show on. Okay. We want to know. Uh, you want to know if you're psychic, right? So you, have you got a pen and paper there, uh, Gail? I have. I have it locked and loaded. Okay. Number two pencil shopping, right? There is a time limit on this, so I expect everybody. So everybody got their number two pencil and paper ready. And these are the questions, and then uh, you will be graded on them uh, afterwards. So here, here's question number one. Have you ever known the phone was going to ring before it rang? And you have two answers, yes or no. So make two little columns, yes or no, and then you mark the check where the yes is or the no where the no is. And so oh, you well. would either have a yes or a no on this. 
Really? So let me repeat the question. Have you ever known? Was it too difficult? (laughs) Was it ever known? (laughs) Are you taking this? Yeah. Oh, cool. Have you ever known the phone was going to ring before it rang? So that's the first question. All right. Pencils down. Number two question. All right. Have you ever felt a sudden chill in a room when there was no apparent reason, like you're not fighting with your wife or something? No, seriously, though. Have you ever felt a sudden chill in a room when there's no apparent reason? Otherwise, the air conditioner's not on, the window's not open. So you can answer yes or no on that. So if it's a yes, mark the yes. If it's a no, mark the no. Okay. Got it? You got that? Got it. All right. Question number three. Have you ever seen anything that could not be explained by science and logic? Ooh. Like, Mommy knows anything about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. She works for Logic Tech. Wait, no. Whatever. Oh, Logic. Oops, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I have done it well. <laughs> I've dug out the dirt where it hadn't been dug. <laughs> so oh, have you ever... I used to work there. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen anything that could not be explained by science or logic? That means, you know, uh, well, if you had this chill and there Something were no windows... Well, if you want to say that... I didn't say it, but yes. So you answer either a yes or no on that, okay? Have you got that, kiddies? All right, number four. All right. Have you ever felt you were being watched when you were alone? Ooh, that's spooky. Have you ever felt you were being watched when you were alone? Isn't that like through the eye? With your clothes or without your clothes on? Oh, for heaven's sake. We got nice ghosts. Stop it. Respectful. So, once again, answer yes or no on that. Have you ever felt you were being watched when you were alone? Why not loud as yes, yes or no? Or no. don't need that long. Okay. <laughs> Question number five. I get, they get hotter, folks. All right? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a vision or a dream that came true, like, you know, meeting me? Ugh. And oh. once again, uh-huh. you will mark yes or no. Yes or no. Yes <laughs> In the yes column. By crying out loud. <laughs> All right. You know. <laughs> Have you ever had a vision or dream that came true? Okay. Number six. Have you ever had a successful successful session with the Ouija board? Whoa. Why is that even in there? Even touching that. Yes. I don't know. Some, some people are scared <laughs> of that. So uh, it would be yes or no. How about this be another column? Was it too successful or was it? <laughs> Is that a trick question? Like, what if you never had a well, plate no, on a Ouija board? what? They said successful. They didn't say, have you ever used a Ouija board? Did you have a successful use? Now, so if you never used, so if you ever used it, it would be a no, right? If you never used I don't it. Think, I think it would be a not applicable. There is no not applicable. There's only yes and no. There is no third row. Yes or no. Third column. So that would be no if you've never used the Ouija board. Or NA. There is none. Question number seven. You still there? I haven't lost you, right? No. Question number seven. Do you have an open mind about the supernatural? Well, evidently, yes, if you're taking this test. (laughs) No, we can have some stiff taking it, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> Some uh, Christian Baptist militia. Uh-huh. <laughs> we wouldn't want to be asking about any directions and their religious beliefs, right? <laughs> Whatever. I'm, I'm just I'm just hitting the news, you know. That's all I'm doing. I'm okay. just hitting the news. 
Uh, have you? Ha- wait a minute. Do you have an open mind when it comes to the supernatural or about the I supernatural? That would be yes or no. Yes, you're supposed to repeat the questions in case someone didn't hear it. You know, don't you learn these things? What kind of a teacher are you, anyways? So when you so no one ever passes your class. That's for sure. Oh, anyways, all right. Number eight. Number eight. This would be the eighth one. Uh, would you refuse to spend the night in a haunted house? I guess not. <laughs> Why are you even taking this? I don't know. What if I lie on this? <laughs> I'm surprised. Okay, so question eight. Would you refuse to spend the night in a haunted house? Yes or no? Yes, if you would refuse or no, if you would not. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, we're getting it. We're, we're almost done. We're almost done. I could use a fifth right now. Uh, question number nine. Do you meditate? Or is that oh. medicate? Let's say we're the one. Yeah. <laughs> do you meditate? Which one do you do first, though? Meditate. Yes or no? Do you meditate? All right, kids. Meditate. meditate? No, no medicate. Meditate. Oh, I'm the producer's going to pull the plug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that's never been done to me before, huh? Okay, la, la, la. Okay, <laughs> question number 10. Yeah. <laughs> Do you retain the childlike ability simply to accept new experiences without distorting preconceptions? Oh, God, anybody just has to listen to us on the radio. I told you that, that was, was a, this is getting hotter. <laughs> Have you retained the childlike ability oh. Simply to accept new experiences without distorting perceptions. Yeah. Okay. Yes or no? <laughs> All right. We're almost done. We're almost done. Only three more left. Number 11. Are you more likely to make a decision using your gut feeling or logic? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, then, oh, excuse me. It has to be yes or no. Then thinking logic. So if you use your gut feeling, it's a yes. If you use logic, it's a no. No. Like a this is gotta be a no. no-brainer for the guys. Sorry, it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> what the gut feeling? Oh my the god! Bigger, I can't believe you say that. You saying guys got guts? The butt, is that we train? The bigger the butt. The bigger the butt. What the heck is your? <laughs> the what bigger the gut. Wow. The bigger the gut, the bigger the feeling. Okay. <laughs> Question number twelve. It must be the movie. Some kind of weird place. Yeah, yeah, weird place. Uh, yeah. Question twelve. Have you ever been told that you have psychic ability and it runs in your family? Oh, dear God. We have psycho abilities. I mean, not all. Yeah. Not sure. psycho. Psychic. <laughs> have you ever been told that psychic ability runs in your family? Which is the, the real question. Okay. Have you ever been told psychic ability runs in your family? Okay. Well, Everybody get what? that? That's a yes or no. Yeah. And question number 13. Do oh, you wear black underwear more than 90% of the time? Like, that makes a difference? Well, to me it does. Did you add that question there? Well, no, they have nothing to do with any of the other questions. I, I, uh, you added uh, that in you, there. I, 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 I refuse to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on uh, the ground. Exactly. Okay. I get sick. <laughs> Everybody total up their answers now. Oh, we're going to take a break. So... Total up your answers. At the end of the show, we're going to have the answers. We're going to have you, what you, if you're a psycho, I mean, psychic ability or not. So, total up your points. And, and, and oh, oh, how that works, by the way, you get one point for every yes. Oh, okay. All right. One for every check. Okay, got it. 
Well, not for every check, for every year. Oh, sorry, the check that happens to be in the column, which would be mm, a point. So, all right. Yes. Yes. So, if you guys need to get your calculators. (laughs) (laughs) Maureen, can I borrow yours? (laughs) Which finger would you like? (laughs) (laughs) Go to a break. So, anyways, that's our psychic test. And, by the way, that is is courtesy of... uh, my psycho. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, legends of America, as I am. A legend in my own mind. Okay, so we, we get about one minute left, and then we come back. Uh, we're going to have a pretty cool, because we're, we're talking about psychics and so forth. Uh, we're going to have a NASA scientist who's also a psychic. So, so that is kind of cool. So that's kind of like, you know, uh, a ripoff of me. How do you figure? Well, I'm Van Helsink. I oh, am, please. you know, man of science, but versed in the yachts. So, whatever. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Anyways, so. <laughs> all right, 30 seconds left. All right, guys. So, anyways, uh, you know, definitely make sure you, no cheating on that test, too. Make sure you collect all your answers and you are good. All right, we will have, uh, we will have that at the end of the program. So, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on Tojinet Pararex. Ghost Channel Beyond. I am Ron Kolick, New England's own Van Helsink, evidently a great psychic as well. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, I'm psychic. Yeah, and with me is my co-host. Um, <laughs> and we'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous. As we give awards to the Parax family. Combine Snide and Remark and you've got Snark. Combine Lisa Mena and Valia Alvarez on Monday nights and you've got Deep Dish Snark. Monday nights at 9, 8 Central, part of the Her Insight Network. When you've had enough at work or at home and you're ready to laugh, join Lisa and Value for their no BS look at the world and the people in it. They'll be serving up a no holds barred take on pop culture, current events, entertainment, and family matters with segments like Accidentally Helpful, TV is Now My Hobby, and Who Sucks This Week. Deep Dish Snark delivers something for every girl who enjoys life with a dash of sarcasm. Lisa Manna is a former TV news anchor turned stay-at-home mom. She's making sure if anyone screws up her kids, it's her. Valia Alvarez suffers life as a jack-of-all-trades, mistress of none, by juggling a PR career, marriage, motherhood, and more. Don't miss Deep Dish Snark with Lisa Manna and Valia Alvarez. Monday nights at 9, 8 Central. Part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. We're back. 
We are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on Tokinet Parrot Ghost <laughs> Channel and Beyond. I am Ron Colton with Lindsay Van Helsink. And with me is the Queen of Pain, Miss Maureen Wood, and also the Barbara Walters of the Paranormal. Barbara Walters. Of the Paranormal, <laughs> Gail Scott Key. We all here, guys? I, I'm still counting. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you want to blow some fingers? I mean, I... Well, well, see, I played the fifth and the last one. So. I could, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm not, I'm not answering the last one. Well, you have to answer them all. You will be disqualified. I am sorry. <laughs> Fine, that's the way. Anyways, <laughs> we actually, we actually have a guest now, which is like really cool because I'm really interested in hearing what he has to say. He is a mm-hmm. scientist, okay, yeah. and uh, he is also a medium and, and psychic. You know what's actually kind of cool because I watch this thing on. Uh, uh, well, anyways, his name is Rob Guthrie in the spring of mine. Rob, you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Rob. Okay. Be- before, Hi, I, everybody. before I, I talk to you in a, in a second, I, I want to say something. Um, I was watching this program last night on the Shroud of Turin on the History Channel, which was like wicked cool. I highly recommend it to everyone. And, and once again, it's always this thing about science versus metaphysical and so forth. And, you know, I, I've always said that they don't not necessarily have to clash. In fact, that's always in the open, and where religion and uh, science clash, or do they? Uh, so I really believe that they don't have to clash, and I think you are a living example of it there, Mr. Rob, aren't you? Uh, I, I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, Rob, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You do work for NASA. Yes, I do. Um but NASA has nothing to do with my abilities. That's huge to do with your abilities. Because you, you're grounded, you have a science base, so you are aware of your abilities, so therefore you must have that yin and the yang going in the mind, right? That's true. I have the logical side and I have the intuitive side going. There you go. Let me ask you this, though. I mean, you're going to tell us a little bit about yourself, but... Um, how many people... We're not going to let them, are we? Yes, we are. Okay. But uh, what I'd like to know while you're explaining about what you do is um, how many peace people, rather, I'm sorry, at NASA right. are aware of your ability? Um, mostly the people that I work with. Yeah, so, the close uh, people that you get, you know, talking about. And the people who listen to the show now, evidently. Oh, by the way, yeah. his name is Rob Guthrie. <laughs> well, and and can, now, can you describe what you do? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you? Um, can you describe a little bit about what you do and, you know, a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, well, um, I, the, the reason I'm here is that I actually just published a, a book um, about my experiences and some experiences of others and um, what I found to be the difference between earthbound ghosts and spirits who have crossed. Um, I'm basically a middle-aged guy. I'm a meteorologist. Um, and since I was a teenager... I've been able to sense ghosts and spirits, um, both those that are stuck here and those that have passed. Um, it's, it all started back when I was about 14 years old, and about six months after my grandfather died, I was alone in the house with a family dog, and I watched my grandfather appear um, in the house, basically in front of me. And it scared the life out of me. <laughs> so I ran outside. Um, but over time, I've... Uh, had other experiences, and uh, when I met my partner five years ago and I fell in love, it's like I became an emotional tuning fork to uh, to entities. And mm-hmm. uh, now I, I <clears throat> I've gone in local 
uh, local historic mansions, and I've been able to identify what, what ghost is still in there. And then I, be, being the scientist, I have to confirm everything. Mm-hmm. So usually I, I seek out the house historian, and then I wind up actually confirming that someone of that type died in that house. Now, let me ask you this. What you're, when you say that you sense or you're feeling that person or you're able to distinguish and differentiate between who's there, um, how do you sense, you know, because I know our listeners be interested too because everybody, I believe, you know, has impressions and feelings and you can actually tap into that energy, but everybody has a different way of feeling it or seeing it or hearing it. Okay. Well, uh, I actually sense spirits in quite a number of ways. Um, I, I don't often see them, but I have seen several of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually hear them in my head. And whenever I'm around an entity, I usually get a, a headache in the back of my head. And oh, so like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, kind, it's kind of like a signal to me that, that uh, there's an energy there. Um, right. and, you know, and I try and explain that scientifically, too, in, in that when people pass, um, they still, there's still energy. If you think about measuring brain waves, you're thinking about electro, electric impulses in the brain. I mean, that's basically scientifically how we register brain waves. So those electrical impulses or that energy is still, still exists. I mean, you can't destroy energy. You can only change it. Correct, yeah. Uh, so um, when people pass as either an earthbound ghost or a, a spirit, um, they still retain that energy. And... Um, that's why they're able to communicate through us, through electricity, uh, through moving water, um, through emotional energy such as happiness or fear or um, various other types of energy. So um, I hear them. Uh, they send me pictures basically in my mind, <clears throat> and, uh, and I see them from time to time. I spent I've a lot of cold spots, too, when I go, in, go into these houses or different places. Um, we actually had a ghost that was attached to a, a mattress that, that we had um, we had been given from a neighbor for our You're guest room. Me. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's it not was a, fun. No, no. Gail, are you still with us, by the way? I am. I I'm just I'm listening and I'm I'm getting my questions gearing up. <laughs> I, I thought for sure you would have something about this mattress, you know. So what what kind of a ghost was attached to a mattress? It was I can the, only uh, guess. It was the uh, the ghost of uh, the woman who had died on it. Oh, so that was quite interesting. Uh, but I managed to get her to cross over. So. Oh, that's good. Um, you don't want her hanging. Okay, <laughs> I I got to ask you this, Rob. When you say you got them to cross over, why don't you explain that whole process yeah. to me? Because, okay. you know, it's so uh, uh, controversial. It's so new age for you. No, it's not new age. It's just <laughs> nandy-pandy for me. Um, God, don't listen to him, Explain that process to me. Now, first of all, I mean, how do you get them to cross over, and where the hell are they going, and, you know, what's up? I mean, wh- why would they go? and the hell out of it. Well, they could okay. go there. I don't know. So let Rob talk, will you? <laughs> okay, sure. They, uh, well, you know, ghosts stay here for, for certain reasons. I mean, they either have unfinished business or um, sometimes they're not aware that they're dead. Uh, in the case of an accident, um, they, their ghost lingers around until they can figure it out, and I've encountered that, those as well. Um, basically, they all, have to, they all have to move on. They have to move on to the next phase of life. Um, and 
it's the, it's the same white light that you hear about all the time when people are dying or when people have an uh, after-death experience. Um, so they have to cross into that. And in order to do that, um, I, I have to visualize a white light for them to, to go into. Uh, or I tell them to go seek out a funeral home, which is where people usually cross over after they see uh, how many people came to their wake. Really? Interesting. I actually heard that before. I actually My, read that today, Rob. Not to interrupt you, but I, I was hearing some fascinating things that about if, if like, if you, before a severe accident, you actually can move out of your body before your body experiences excruciating pain like a fire, for instance. And it is true what you said. There was another woman who had a, a near-death experience who said that um, she actually was told that basically you know, about the light and they hang around around after the funeral just to make sure the family is okay before they move on. So that's basically what you're uh, pretty much saying that you encounter with these investigations and such? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I, there are there are two two um, entities that have been a really big part of my life that inspired me to write this book. Uh, one was a dog, a puppy that I had that was killed huh? in front of me when his leash opened. Oh no! And uh, and and he he's come back to me probably about fifteen times. You know, dogs have no souls, right? Oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna hit him for you, Rob. Can I? <laughs> Go right ahead. Boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe that. I I go with you there, uh, Rob, and I believe well, that. Well, not according, not oh, according to Dr. McDougal. McDougal. Well, well, Ron, I, I, have right, to okay. okay. I have to disprove oh. dis- oh. you, Ron, scientifically. Hmm. Um, scientifically, um, if you read uh, Dr. Stanley Corrin's books about how dogs think and so forth and how they're trainable, they understand language, they basically have the intelligence of a four- or five-year-old child. They, and, they sometimes have a lot more intelligence than I know. Okay. <laughs> like, like more than an honor student that you see the bumper stickers on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it is true that, that these, you know, dogs and cats, and, and, and even horses, too, have the ability to communicate and understand language. And, and they do come back. Um, and, and, you know, and I actually have a, an issue with some of the uh, – I have a, a, a friend – that lost um, one of their dogs, and their eight-year-old son was told by their their religious person that dogs have no souls and, oh. and they and they go to hell and, and they just what? Dis- well, I don't believe they go to hell. I know right. that. <laughs> what kind of religious um, person was this? Satan? Probably the same ones. Probably the same ones that uh, Christian militias is going to uh, kill cops. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, and you know that that's devastating to an eight-year-old boy. Um, and, and not only that. Um, they, uh, this poor child was, you know, totally devastated by that. And and these 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 religious folks that that say that really shouldn't be talking about it because they don't they don't know any different. Exactly. Um, anyway, here um, goes dog. <laughs> that's, not, that's our dog. He's coming back to haunt me because I said they had no souls. <laughs> yeah, you better watch out tonight, Ron. Exactly. <laughs> um. Anyway, so basically. Dogs do cross over. Um, and All right, we, so my, we kind of distracted you. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Okay, so my that dog has come one. to me like You said nine. one that gave you the, uh, you know, the desire to write the book, and that was your dog, or the dog. Was it your dog? Yes, it was my puppy. Okay. Aww. And then what was the other spirit? Or the, the other spirit was my dad. He uh, he actually passed while I was finishing writing the book in 2008. And um, 
he he came to me in so many ways, and I was actually able to prove to my family my ability. Um, uh, we were during our during my dad's funeral. I was sitting next to my mother in church, and my mother has always hated handkerchiefs. She thought they were disgusting. I love um, <laughs> and my, you know, for 53 years of marriage, um, until my dad passed, he used a handkerchief every day, and my mother wouldn't touch them. <laughs> and, and during the funeral, she was crying hysterically, of course, into Kleenex, and my dad came over to me, That's gross. my dad's spirit, and he said to me, tell, you, tell your mother to use my handkerchief. And I, you know, I said out loud, what? And he said it again, so I told my mother, and, she, and her mouth just dropped, and she said, how in the world did you know I had your father's handkerchief? See, isn't that cool? Wow. And I said, well, you know, he, he just told me. He's standing right here. <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. I mean, you know what? I think when you're able to do that, you, you know, you help the person to heal and you're bringing more peace to someone to know that, you know, even though everyone says, yeah, we believe someone, you know, lives on after, I think it's great to get that verification because it makes a difference. Absolutely. And, you know, I, that, um, I, I consider myself like a developing medium. I'm not... I mean, I have a lot to learn. Are you um, getting large? Is that what it is? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I'm bad. I'm sorry. I'm going to that. Continue, Rob. Yes, go, Rob. When you, when you tell people that you have this capability like your mom, what's generally the reaction from friends or, or family members or people who don't even know you when you tell them, hey, by the way, your Uncle Bob or someone is around you? What, what's the reaction like? Um, well, typically they, they just kind of sit there and stare at me for a minute. <laughs> um, we, um, I'll give you an example of that. I, I just taken a vacation. I went on a, a cruise to the Eastern Caribbean, and this woman walked by me probably about three or four times. And this spirit... Was she alive or dead? This, <laughs> she, she was alive. She oh, was okay. dead. Um, the spirit kept coming to me, and his name was John, and he showed me, he showed me ivy growing up the side of a building. And that made me think of an Ivy League school. And then he showed me a book, and he showed huh. me a bookmark. And he told me his name is John. He's connected to this woman. Um, he went to an Ivy League school. He, um, he worked in a great job. He's passed, and he had a message for her. So she was sitting behind us, um, like three or four tables. And, you know, I, I, kept being, I kept hesitating to go to her. And my partner finally said, when you finish lunch, get up and just go over and tell her. So I did, and she said, that's my Uncle Jack. He went to Georgetown, and he was a lawyer, and he passed away recently. And I said, well, he wants you to look for a, a leather-bound book, and there's a bookmark in it, and in there, there's something of significance for you. Oh, well. So she was totally blown away by it. Now, but, someone who received, do you feel compelled to always tell people? I mean, don't you feel sort of leery like some people, they, it, it, do you have that feeling like if I tell them, not only are they going to look at me weird, they might just give me a smackdown because, you know, some people are just really weird about that. Have you ever had a confrontation like that? Yeah, I, sometimes I do feel hesitant, but, you know, I always wind up telling them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, I have a couple of friends that really don't believe that I have the ability. and. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just told them, I said, well, I, I try and prove everything that, that I get. Um, and it, what's really interesting about trying to develop my ability is you have to meditate, you have to focus and, and concentrate, and I don't get all that much time to do that. So typically, spirits come to me while I'm driving or while I'm in the shower. See? Naked. I told you. 
<laughs> well, because your mind is relaxed a little bit more than. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh. That that's right. And um, my uh, a friend of mine in in Florida, who uh, who lost her mother about two years ago, has come to me twice while I was in the shower. Oh, in, you know, and they, it's not like she materializes there. Right. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> that's another book, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's a different genre of book. <laughs> that's book two, maybe. And can call that Cougars in the Shower or something. Oh! <laughs> no, I'm Ron, you're going down a narrow path. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, I was talking about that earlier, Ron. Like it's forever, Rob. <laughs> but she, well, she came to me about about three weeks ago, and she she said um, she told me that. Uh, she loved the chair, the new chair in front of the TV, and then she told me um, to tell her daughter that the lawnmower needs to be fixed. <laughs> okay. So I emailed her daughter, and I said, this is what your mother just told me. And she said, I just bought two brand-new TV chairs, and I, I bought one in honor of my mother. Aww. Okay. And yep. she said, the lawnmower that I've been using, um, she works on a golf course. The lawnmower that I've been using has been making noises for the last three days, and I've been hesitant to bring it in the shop. Well, your mother wants you to fix it. Turns out she brought it in the shop, and she said it's a good thing she brought it in. <laughs> it, was, it was in some serious shape. So, you know, the, even that surprises me. Yeah, but see, you know, I know that you say that you're still learning or you're still experiencing, but the whole thing is, too, it's, it's sometimes it's like, you know, there's times that I've said, like, what's the point? But then again, it's not me. If you tell another person... It, it, may, it may not make sense to you at all, but you have to trust yourself. Like, you've been doing great with that and telling people because what happens is that validation makes a big difference to them. You might not have a clue at what they're trying to say or why. Right. Um, but, yeah, it means, like, the world to someone else. Absolutely. And, you know, any way I can help anybody, even, you know, complete strangers, I'm more than willing to do that. I mean, this is a, this is a gift. Right. And that's what it's about, you know. I, I have a question for you. Um, sure. Did you find that anyone in your family has the same ability? Um, yes, actually. Um, it's, it kind of has come down to the family through, you know, my great-great-grandmother and then my mother. And I will say that my daughter and my son um, really both kind of have it, except for my son refuses, refuses it. He's kind of terrified. And my daughter, although she's, she's a police officer, so she knows she has ability, but yet she can't really publicize it. Mm. Okay. Um, and the reason I ask is that when I was, I, I've known my mother was able to hear her mother after she passed. Uh, oh, cool. When I, when I was writing this book, I, was, I started talking to my mother, and she said, oh, yeah, your grandfather saw, um, you know, saw his aunt materialize in, in the basement when he was shoveling coal back in the 19, like 1920s. And, I, and then she said, oh, I have, a, I have a second cousin that was a medium who used to help police in Massachusetts solve crimes. Ah, so yeah, I, definitely. I, I've been I've been realizing that by reading a lot of other books that uh, it seems to be a very inherited ability. Yeah, I think you know I think there's a lot of like I said that this um, Ron many times there's so many people that have abilities and I think there's some that I think everybody has it to an extent but for the people that it runs in their family I think it's much more natural and stronger because it's you know yeah you can work at it you strengthen it but it's just I think, a little bit more easy to work on sometimes. You know, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it, it sure does. Yep. Um, 
You know, I, I've also noticed, too, that, as I mentioned, that, that we had a ghost attached to our mattress. Sometimes yeah, I'll, walk I love that. Man, I'll walk into antique shops, and I've sensed um, energies attached to different furniture. Um, have you had that experience? Yes, I've actually gone to um, some places that have made me ill. I don't know, because being empathic as well, I don't know if you pick up on that. You always make um, me ill. But, um, oh, thanks, Ron. Um, do you ever have it where, you know, I'm kind of pushing it back on you, too, but you feel, like, physically ill at times? Yes, yeah, some ghosts have um, have made me feel how they died. I can tell if they died by heart attack, by cancer, and they, they, they make me feel the pain until I have to tell them to stop. Right, and I think what it is, until you know where it's coming from and you can explain it, until that's when it kind of sticks with you and doesn't really go away. Rob, I hate to tell you this, but we've just about run out of time. Okay. Well, I, I, I appreciate it. And, um, you know, if anybody's curious, my book is called Ghosts and Spirits, Insights from a Medium. And, and you're gonna, I hear you're going to be down the Cape in, in, in May? Yes. On May 28th, Cape Cod Community College at 7 o'clock. Um, I'm going to be doing a, a talk and a book signing down there. Great. And, uh, do you have a website at all? Um, I, I do have a website. It's, um, it's ghostsandspiritsinsights.blogspot. Dot com. And I'm also on Facebook. You're on Facebook. Okay. Actually, you should friend me. My name is Ronald Kolick. <laughs> Be his friend. Be yeah, my yeah. friend. If you friend Ron, then I could find you easily. I'm your friend. I, I'm, I think I am already. Okay. Be my friend. Oh, well, thank oh. you all very much. Rob, really thank you so much. We, we, we saw you. I mean, we, we will definitely have you back on again because we. I, I did want to talk to you a little bit more about the scientific, uh, how that yin and yang, how do you balance that and stuff. But uh, we, we will have you back on again. Great. Thank you, Ron. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks, you, you just have an awesome night. All right. You too. Thanks, folks. Bye-bye. 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 Wow, he was good, huh? Good. I just, you know, wish I didn't digress you so much. Yeah, you oh, talk too much. I know I do. What can yeah, I say? You should be like me, you know? <laughs> I think you guys are just fine. I think you need to make it like a two-hour show because these things are so fascinating. Yeah, well, you know what? Zip it because we gotta, we got to give out the, uh, the answer. Everybody... You know, Gil, really, don't put it. Hey. Oh, you should just slap them. That's what you need to do. You, uh, yeah, go ahead. Ow. Yes, you are. Ow. <laughs> Man, that was a blame one if I ever saw one. Anyways, people are just waiting with bated breath to see how they did in the psycho okay. test. I mean, a psychic test. test. So anyways, if you scored a 1 to a 4, your psychic ability has not been developed. Perhaps your personality is rational and pragmatic and you prefer to see the phenomena that can be explained by logic. However, if you are interested in improving your psychic ability, you can practice meditation and open yourself up to new experiences. So how do you like that, huh? Wow. Wow. Okay. Five to eight, guys. If you have five to eight, you are coming along quite nicely. That means you've got some ability. Your score indicates that you are open to unique experiences. Woohoo! <laughs> you get in trouble about that. Uh, and your, your esteem, what? And you esteem an open, inquisitive mind. Oh, that's what you want an open, inquisitive mind. I gotta learn to read one of these days. Uh, how do I write two books? I don't know. Anyway, you have, you may experience uh, the supernatural, <laughs> and perhaps you'd like to enhance this area of your personality by learning more about the spirits. So that's a good one. What about 9 and 12? Okay, now 9 and 12, 
All right. It is certainly possible that you have a psychic ability. It's certainly That's possible. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind of, you have a psychic ability as far as I'm concerned. Your score is very encouraging. You, as well as the last group, may have... Hey, tell me a scientist wrote this. I don't know. <laughs> have experienced the supernatural, and it would be a pity if you did not learn more about this enthralling subject. Oh. So go to www.psychic.com and give me 50 bucks. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so you pick up your copy of Ghost Chronicles at Barnes & Noble, Borders, and all fine bookstores, and read it, and then you will be a true psychic like uh-huh. Miss Murray. Oh, yeah, whatever. So anyways, that's it. Whatever. Whatever. How's that go? Whatever. 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 Miss <laughs> <laughs> Maureen. Oh, I do. I miss you guys. See? Anyway, <sighs> now, 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 now that the love fest is over, um, <laughs> Leslie was a 10. There was a surprise, right? Leslie's always a 10. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I would only say a... Leslie, eight. Eight. I'm sticking up for you, Leslie. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you walk, girl. Yeah, you rock. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so how did it feel like coming back? Fun. It was good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't bore you too much? No. I mm. want to kill you sometimes. Oh, did I say that out loud? No, he didn't. <laughs> so anyways, I, I only got like a minute left, but I, I did want to talk. I, I started to talk about this um, Charlotte Turner thing. It's definitely something you want to see. It's really, really cool. Um, the, uh, what's the name of that place that, uh, okay. Strup, a minute. S-T-U-R-P, S-T-U-R-P, the Shroud of Turing, I've got that over it, I can't read it. Oh, no, I lost it. Well, whatever. So much for that. Yeah, so anyways, check that out, and it was really cool, because a lot of people thought it was, like, painted or something, but it, but it wasn't, and they actually proved it. And because the image is, is not a 2D image, it's actually a 3D image on the on the shroud, which is wicked cool. Right. So it would have to be wrapped around him and not just look. Exactly. Yeah. And not they found that out. And, and I swear it was NASA that, that actually determined that, you know, how they do topographical stuff. Mm-hmm. And they make the mountains like, you know, Doppler, Lee Radar and all that stuff. Well, they did that to the face, which was cool. But they, there was so much blood on it because this man suffered quite a bit. Obviously. And yeah, and well, well, we should have talked to somebody from NASA. We could have asked them. Well, I know, but like I said, we didn't have enough time. But anyways, <laughs> it was really, really cool. And and by the way, uh, uh, you got to catch it. It's on the uh, Discovery Channel. It's definitely, definitely cool. Gail, you didn't see it, huh? I, you know, something. It's funny that you said that because I did hear something mentioning about the shroud, and there's always been controversy about it, um, one way or another. But it is fascinating, and I definitely want to catch that because. Um, it, it's just it's just compelling how many points of views that come up over it, after it, even when there's facts and stuff. So I'm definitely going to tune in for that. Uh, the coolest thing about it, if if this is true, uh, then you were actually looking because what they did is that they made this a uh, person out of it, uh, the, the image. So you were actually looking at Christ. You were looking at not an image. You were looking at him. He was live. He was three dimensional. It was phenomenal. I mean. Wow. You, it was really a moving thing, whether you believe it or not. I mean, it was, um, my wife almost cried from it because it was it was so fascinating. Uh, it's definitely worth the shot. And, and the cool thing about it, there, there are other things, too. Like, for instance, oh, good night. God bless everyone. Things that go bump. Bye. Bye. Good night. Deliver us, good Lord. Get it.